Genre. Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man one magic of movie sounds minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. Scott Corelli. And, uh, and, and we're back for another credits minute talking about uh, making movies and, uh, and screenplay stuff. It's, yeah. it's been a fun week. I'm into it. Um, I like it. To, I hope yeah. you all like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll know at this point. Uh, yeah. By, a uh, minute. What today's minute is uh, minute one nineteen, which again is just credits, start to finish. Um, mm-hmm. This one begins with uh, the credit of assistant editor Paul Hart popping up at the bottom of the screen, and ends with uh, the credit for XF- FX animation uh, Hei Jun Lee popping up. I hope I did that properly. Mm-hmm. But so um, we've we've moved into post production stuff. Basically, that's today's minute uh and uh, chart the long rolling scroll of of movie credits and um in in post-production you know is when you're doing things like editing and sound and whatnot and um i i thought we could focus on sound because I, I feel like sound doesn't get enough uh love sometimes uh in movies because it is quote-unquote a visual medium but you know it's uh, important to remember that it's about half of the uh the experience that you're going through is uh, the sound design and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. how the music and the effects and everything fits together. And so um, the department, uh, the, I, I guess the main credit that I want to shout out to begin with today was um, the uh, sound design and supervision uh, credit, which means the department was run by Stephen Hunter Flick, uh, Mr. Stephen Flick. And uh, Stephen Flick is an Oscar winner for sound effects editing. He's like kind of a, a giant figure in uh that land uh he he won an oscar for the sound effects editing in speed in 1995 uh he was also the sound designer for pulp fiction uh oh. <laughs> uh for starship troopers uh for batman returns mm. for gladiator uh one of my personal favorites the long kiss good night with gina davis you know these uh, all make a lot of sense yeah, yeah. When you think that, about like, the way that the audio was designed in those movies. I mean, we yeah. we even brought up uh Batman Returns a lot during that rocket mm. sequence thing. And, yeah. You know, that's I I yeah. wonder maybe sound has a lot to do with it. Maybe it was literally the same sound, like from the Sounds, same library. It's entirely yeah. possible, yeah. Because he's, you know, the the one in charge of the department and uh and influencing uh everybody and, and leading the charge, I guess it is. Um and those are the, all those credits I just listed are specifically specifically uh, sound design, you know, running the department. Um, and uh, he'd like secondary credits from earlier in his career that I, I think are worth pointing out is that when he wasn't in charge, he was still doing sound effects. And so he did sound effects uh, for things like um, 
Raiders of the Lost Ark and <laughs> Die wow. Hard. Uh, and he was a supervising sound editor for one of my favorite movies, uh, Tremors, with Kevin Bacon. Mm. Uh, which is, I, I always, I'm always yeah. impressed with um, the sound team on movies where they're creating sounds that do not exist. Yeah, yeah. Um, like like the like the thwip sound in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you know you look at Tremors. It's like yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no such thing as like giant burrowing beast worm worm yeah. how do you make it sound yeah. you know real how do you how do you do that right. and I, that, all that creativity i think is you know one of the things i'm fascinated by and it will will lead in our, our second credit today but to um to stay on the tremors connection for a half sec uh fun fun facts with zach and scott uh tremors mostly just Bacon, you mostly just mostly you. just me yes yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> tremors uh the the graboids and tremors, you know, the, those very elaborate, cool, practical effects of the monster worms with their weird unfurling beaks and the creepy tongues. Uh, those were built by Studio ADI, uh, Todd Woodruff, and uh, who also built the um, hard uh, plate elements for the Green Goblin's costume, the Green Goblin's mask, oh. and um, Spider Man's eyes and all that. So yeah, a lot of I in in researching credits. Um, this week, I was sort of struck by the um, the small world aspect sometimes of filmmaking where you look back and say, you know, earlier this week we talked about, um, you know, Susanna Preston, the script supervisor, and how she worked on a simple plan with Sam Raimi and, you know, he, he kept her on for his big project or that you would run into in the VFX and sound departments uh, the same few movies popping up again and again, like Tremors and Starship Troopers, where... A lot of the VFX team uh, worked on Starship Troopers in some capacity, even if it was only as like a, a scenic painter. Mm-hmm. And um, you know now are working on Spider-Man in a much a more elaborate capacity. Tremors has the Studio ADI connection and the sound design connection. So the, like the, it's nice to see a couple movies pop up and be reminded about the aspect of filmmaking that's not just taking a script and making it, but also you know working with your friends and, you know, reuniting for projects later on down the road and, you know, getting that call that, you know, oh, you remember so-and-so from this project? They need somebody for this new thing they're doing. Uh, they're doing Spider-Man, so come on down. Um, right. So, yeah, so props to the overall uh, sound design and supervision, uh, Stephen Hunter Flick. Uh, it's really, the, <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. it's just really funny to hear the phrase props to the sound people because yeah, that, pro- <laughs> that's a different department, Zach. Yeah, no, but like the colloquial phrase. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I know. Pro- yeah, it's just uh, a, it's just a weird confluence of things that makes it oh, sound course. weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, and um, a more specialized uh, credit that I wanted to um, highlight in the same department is. Um, the two Foley artists. Uh, so uh, Gary Hecker and Matthew Detman uh, were the Foley artists for Spider-Man. Uh, Detman has done Foley for dozens of movies, like from The Exorcist to Unbreakable. But Gary Hecker, uh, Gary Wrecker Hecker, they call him, is is a legend. Um, he's won a bunch of awards for, for Foley and sound design, but mostly Foley work. And he has over 340 film credits. Whoa. Which is um, astonishing, really. Uh, for For those who don't know... Uh, or even for those who do, because it's fun to talk about re- regardless. Um, Foley uh, artistry is um, creating incidental sound effects in time with the film playback uh, by using physical objects on a soundstage. So, I mean, it's a tradition from vaudeville, like imitating uh, sounds with objects that aren't the objects you would see. The idea is when you're on set recording sound, you're mostly just focusing on um, 
dialogue, you know, making sure you get clean um, sound of the actor speaking mm -hmm. uh, for the final sound mix. But that means you're missing the sound of footsteps and clothing and horse hooves and door crease and all that. So the Foley artists go and put those back in um, uh, to sort of make the world feel more real and, um, and imagine. They do that by like timing out footsteps with the footsteps on screen and uh, performing the movements of the horse with, uh, you know, a bridle and, uh, you know, leather and stuff like that, that that makes the same sound. It's it's really magical to watch. If you if you look up, there's um on YouTube and Vimeo a video of, if you just search Gary Hecker, uh, there's videos of Gary at work. And it is, it's genuinely magical to watch, like, say, somebody galloping on a horse in a movie. And he sits down and he has this, like, handmade things that he made out of coconuts, like, straight up Monty Python and the Holy Grail style where he'll pick a surface in the studio that's the right type of dirt and then watch the playback and match exactly every single hoof hit as it goes it's by. Crazy. And it's really wild. And it, like, in terms of, you know, obviously there's regular sampling in uh, sound design and stuff like that where you make a sound effect and then put it, you know, in your digital timeline. But the thing that's crazy cool about Foley is that they'll perform it in time with the... Um, playback so that if you get it right in the take you have that entire section's worth of sound effects locked in mm -hmm. it's so much faster than individual sound effects and it's just magical you know he's got swords and you know crazy you know uh barrels and things that oh this one sounds like thunder and it's just it's really fun to watch um usually i guess they will do a um for something that's not crazy like explosions or you know coming up with the sound of a monster uh you'll do a footstep pass where you look at the scene and then match everybody's footsteps and then a props pass for like things that are physically being handed on screen and then any other object that makes sound it, you kind of build up layers like brush brush strokes you need a super creative mind to come up with this stuff and impeccable timing and performance and um gary's just amazing at it so it was very exciting to to see that he had a credit on this film um he is probably who we should uh give credit to for that magical moment where we hear the footsteps of Spider-Man on the window panes right. as he's swinging away. Right. Um, that was probably Gary in the studio doing that. Um, to give which, just like Which a, I can't a, even imagine yeah. how you <laughs> recreate that sound. Yeah, how do you think of that? Yeah, like he probably built some sort of object that he could do little foot taps on with his hands or something that would But it'd know, have to sound so like heavy. Pass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's even, I saw one where he would like, um, he can tell now in, in some things, I think it was like for Serenity or something, there was like a cargo bay door and a spaceship opening up and like some heavy object being dropped. Like he can tell what kinds of objects, uh, have the right, like, um, tem timbre to them, like the right sound quality mm -hmm. and working with his editor. Cause he's usually working with a, an editor in the other room. Um, right. he can say like, well, what we can do is I know this object that's too small will sound right but pitch shift it by like three octaves and we're probably there. And then they try it and it sounds perfect. Like mm. I, I, it's just a type of like mindset that is so fascinating and, and, and really cool to me. Um, do you have like just a tiny sliver of, uh, you know, a hint of how many things Gary has done fully for, uh, he, the empire strikes back, Whoa. uh, was the first one he did. Whoa. Uh, he, he did, <laughs> He did Back to the Future. Mm. Uh, he did Home Alone, Fern Gully, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, Rob Roy, The Mask of Zorro, 300, The Hunger Games, 
Watchmen, Django Unchained, Birdman, Justice League, all three Sam Raimi movies, and Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, he is just, wow. you know, he's a, an absolute legend. Um, wow. And it was, yeah, a real treat to, like, just go hunting for footages of him. I, uh, maybe we can, like, find a way to link a video or something of him working or at least put it on the, the listener group when this comes out because it is oh, yeah. really, really cool. Um, I'm, and, sure, uh, I'm sure someone will remind us. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then um, the other things in uh, posts that I think are, are worth pointing out, um, earlier in the week we talked about uh, being a visual effects uh, producer, which was um, a credit that went to Miss Lydia Bottagoni. And, you know, she was the person who was there in pre-production and had to plan out the, um, you know, when do we start working on what shots and the right. overall budget and adjusting that for the, the whole time. And then here in the the latter portion of the credits we get um more of the visual uh effects technicians and so the visual effects supervisor even though that might sound similar to a visual effects producer the visual effects supervisor on this film uh karen gulakis uh, her job is to like be the creative and technical manager so she oversees the actual creation of the art of vfx you know she leads the team responsible for achieving the creative aims of the producers and the director so um this this is a position that needs actual technical background to decide what techniques to employ and how to, you know, divvy up that workload and, um, mm. you know, do some of the work himself. So the the producer, you know, guides the budget and uh, overall timeline and, you know, is, you know, big picture thinker and the visual effects supervisor is let's actually make it. Um, and so Karen Galekis, uh, her credits that I thought were worth pointing out was um, she worked on things like uh, The Day After Tomorrow and The Fifth Element and oh. Looper, um, which are, a, I think, great, it's great movies. I mean, yeah. uh, people people know a lot. And um, she worked as a digital artist on uh, Titanic and Apollo 13 and uh, The Last Action Hero, which is cool. The, um, huh. this yeah, this the other VFX supervisor they had, Scott uh, Stuckdick, uh, was a VFX supervisor on all three Spider-Man movies, as well as Oz the Great and Powerful, another Sam Raimi picture, mm -hmm. and uh, Valerian. He, too, was a digital artist on Starship Troopers. So um, we, we see that one pop up a lot in the uh, post-production credits as, uh, as a shared project for a lot which, of people. Which and makes it, sense yeah. because there's a there's – a, uh, I, I think there's a Venn diagram of sensibilities between Verhoeven and, and Sam Raimi. <laughs> Sam Raimi, to, yeah, to a certain absolutely. extent. Specifically, yeah. specifically the, the – um, the the satire trilogy of, yes um, yes totally for hoven yeah. i mean less so less so the showgirls for hoven but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah but you know those those three uh you know robocop total recall and recall and, and uh, starship troopers yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you there's uh, yeah there's a there's a lot of overlap there so it makes sense that Raimi would um borrow from that team that ta that talent yeah pool. yeah and um and I, I think some of them like you know sometimes it's like who who worked at what production studio and, and for the most part i mean there were like a few different effects houses that worked on this film but the the bulk of it was sony pictures image works which you know makes sense because it's a sony production um but yeah i think they gathered that team from uh, a bunch of previous shared projects like that so yeah. they made it they made it happen you know they <laughs> they made spider-man web sling and i'm proud of them <laughs> all right well uh let's Let's get into our final action set piece yeah. of uh, of Spider Man by David Kep. Um, totally. So, uh, 
we where we last left off, um, Green Goblin uh, escaped on his glider from yes. uh, the wrath of Doctor Octopus, and on his way uh, decided to borrow MJ for insurance, and uh, <laughs> and and Spider Man, um, you know, webbed up the bottom of his glider and is sort of hanging off his glider as the glider goes mm-hmm. away. And uh, the goblin says, let's see how this spider can fly. So yes. they're up in fly. the air. Um, <laughs> exterior midair. It's um, <laughs> about as exterior as you can get. <coughs> so uh, the it says the goblin is um, piloting through the thick fog, which mm-hmm. I love that there's a fog because it's like, how can we make this cheaper? Oh, <laughs> yeah. just add a fog and then we can do it on a soundstage. Well, that's how they did that on the uh, the PlayStation game too. Like, how yeah. do we render less stuff? Like, just put right. fog everywhere. Yeah, Why not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, of course. Let's swing through the fog. <laughs> so, um, you know, MJ is uh, is freaking out and uh, and yeah. and screaming and moving, and then she freaks out enough that uh, she actually falls out of his. Um, falls out of his grip and falls from the glider. And then he, he catches her and pulls her back up and says, don't play your death scene yet. My little actress, let's stop somewhere. You'll have an audience. Oh, um, it's dark. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty dark. Yeah. Uh, so they, they, uh, they, they fly. Um, and then, uh, Spider-Man is trying to crawl up his web strand toward them. And mm. uh, the goblin pulls out. It says it pulls out a boomerang. Huh. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> uh, and slices right through the web strand, uh, and Spider-Man oh. falls. <clears throat> so they're like they're you know up like you know thousands of feet in this in this air in the sky, um, yeah. and uh, Spider-Man's falling, and uh, he stretches out his arms. And starts shooting out webs uh, over and over and over again. Keeps missing. Finally catches one, and uh, it sticks on the on the skeleton of an under construction skyscraper. Um, he changes oh. angle on the fall. Uh, turns it into a swing. Flips over twice and lands on the top girder of the skyscraper, poised on an I beam between two construction workers at lunch. <laughs> The workers freeze and stare at him. Spidey says nothing. He just looks forward toward the horizon and uh, and sees the glider sort of going toward uh, the Brooklyn Bridge. And he just web slings off and goes. And then yeah. both of they he leaves and the construction workers take a beat, look at each other, then break into screams of excitement and go, all right. <laughs> Yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> um so then meanwhile, uh Harry Osborne and uh Doc Ock are racing down the street um in Midtown uh mm-hmm. trying to get toward uh where the goblin is. And yeah. uh Doc is basically just telling people um no, don't arrest him, let him die. Um <laughs> which is such a overwrought thing and like i must have my revenge uh (laughs) the things that he's saying so um 
And he's, uh, in order to be seen, I think this is funny, in order to be seen by the police while he's running, he starts mm-hmm. running and then he lets the tentacles take over and lift him up over the Ooh, crowd. That's cool. Um, which wow. is kind of, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. On the Brooklyn Bridge, uh, it's rush hour. Every, there's cars everywhere. Um, you know, it's, of course, the Brooklyn Bridge is the bridge between Manhattan and Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And on top of the Manhattan Tower, uh, which is the okay, so I I this took me a really long time because I don't think this is the proper terminology for whatever this is supposed to be. Oh sure, but yeah. but I looked up. I was like, "With well, the Manhattan Tower, is that a thing?" And I'm like googling Manhattan Tower, and uh, <laughs> and it's and it's added to confusion because now the tallest as of 2014, the tallest skyscraper. Um, in New York is a is a building called the Manhattan Tower, which is uh, oh oh uh, a building of um, like condominiums, right? But which couldn't possibly have existed at the time, right? The script was right, written. yeah. So so okay. then I was like, well, okay, so it's not that. And then I was like, are they referring to the two towers? Because like, oh. like the World Trade Center is very clearly visible, yeah, next to the Brooklyn Bridge, like it's right there. Um, and I was like, oh, is that what they're talking about? But it's, it doesn't say atop the Manhattan, it says atop the Manhattan Tower. It's like, what is this? And then I figured out, at least I think, what he's mm-hmm. saying is that he's saying on top of the, of the part of the bridge that goes up that's on oh. the Manhattan side. So there's a Brooklyn oh. Tower and a Manhattan Tower. And a Manhattan Tower. And then, okay. and then the, the bridge in between. But there's right. got to be a better phrasing for it than tower, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, that's not like, what that is called. Um, the support strut? I don't know. There's... Yeah. There's something else. Something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's on top of that thing. Um, okay. On okay. the Manhattan side of the of the bridge. Um, yeah. And so he, the goblin is up there. Uh, and, oh, and when he, when he caught MJ, when she tried to fall, he um, actually, he has like a needle that sticks out of his wrist. That uh-huh. that he stabs her in the neck with and drugs her. Jesus. Um, okay. Yeah. So Oof. that's the thing. So she's all drugged up, um, and uh, and so she's not pumps out of his wrist. Yeah, yeah. That's like some Guillermo del Toro stuff right there. Yeah, it's like creepy and weird. Yeah, it's pretty right, weird. Sorry. Continue. Um. So 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 uh, yeah. So they're up there, and Spider Man is uh, swinging a view. Um, you know, he, he lands on some vertical high tension wires. There's this really great part where, um, he is basically scampering up the cables like a spider. Oh, which I think is, that's fun. I think that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. yeah, So he's making his way up there and, uh, the green goblin is talking to MJ and he's like, why look, it's your boyfriend coming to die with you. Um, and MJ like (laughs) crawls to the edge and looks down. Um, and she sees Spider-Man coming up the cables, but the image is blurry because she's she's all like drugged up. Right. Um, so uh, Spider-Man um, gets near the top and then he sees something coming toward him. And as it gets closer, he realizes it's a pumpkin bomb and he goes to reach for it to catch it. And it, but it detonates, but ah. it doesn't it doesn't explode. It releases a cloudy vapor. And he's like, huh. oh, that's weird. Um, and then kind of like just keeps crawling. <laughs> right. Just like, yeah. like blows it that, off. That can't the, be good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
And so then uh, he gets to the top and the Green Goblin says, happy to see you. And Spider-Man uh, looks at him and uh, blinks, which I don't know how he would blink uh, in the mask, <laughs> but that's what it says. <laughs> and touches his eye um, again. I don't. It's not. Yeah. It's not his actual eye cap. It's it's a mask. Um. So anyway, but we're looking through his vision, and uh, we see that um, there isn't just one Green Goblin. There's about a dozen of them all around him. Oh no. Uh, because oh, no. because the gas has uh, basically uh, affected his uh, like vision or like whatever. Yeah. He's like seeing. He's stuff. got compound eyes now. Yeah. Like a fly. Yeah. yeah. He's seeing things. Um, and, uh, so they, they, they start, um, sort of fighting it out and then Goblin, uh, has the needle, uh, pop out of his, out of his wrist again. And MJ says, watch out, don't let him, but it's too late. He slaps the needle into Spider-Man's thigh, um, and yanks it out. Uh, and, uh, so he's, he's drugged, uh, Spider-Man as well. Um, Mm. and then there's, there's above, there's helicopters and they're, going all over the place. The police are like uh, on the helicopters, like screaming threats and, and everything. And, you know, they're yeah. kind of like flying around the uh, Manhattan tower of the bridge. Meanwhile, um, down on the bridge, uh, Harry is watching this whole thing as he's like trying to get closer to save MJ. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, he sees Doc Ock coming toward him and uh, he hides um, but, <laughs> but Doc Ock just goes right past him and onto the cables and then starts going Ooh. up the cables, uh, in his, with, with just his, uh, arms, of course, the, yeah. um, octopus arms. It's, it describes it as he looks kind of like a caterpillar swimming. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, he says it's cool. Really? Uh, and then in, <laughs> in, in parentheses and none too cheap. <laughs> just. Fair warning. Fair warning. Yeah. Uh, David Kep. Um, so the goblin, uh, you know, Peter's drugged. MJ's drugged. Goblin starts laughing. He's like cackling madly. And he upends uh, his messenger bag and pumpkin bombs um, kind of like just dump all over the all over the ground. He starts running from one to one, pulling the tops off all of them. Um, huh. Because he's, I assume he's just going to set them all off to explode. Um, And then MJ grabs hold of one of the pumpkin bobs to sort of like, sort of like half-assedly like, she's, you know, still drugged up. So she's like going to like throw it off the thing, you know? Yeah. And she goes to throw it and then looks at it and gets another idea. And she starts dragging herself over toward the goblin glider. Um, And then uh, behind her, uh, Spider-Man pulls himself onto his feet falls no balance whatsoever he's like rubbing his eyes like trying desperately to clear up his vision um and then mj sticks the pumpkin bomb into the turbine engine of the glider uh (laughs) and the first bombs start going off and so goblin is like okay great i'm gonna leave them uh to die and i'm gonna get out of here on the glider and he gets on the glider hits the acceleration and then the turbine engine explodes throwing him off of it and then uh, Spider-Man, still on his knees, grabs the goblin, who is stunned by the blast. And Doc Ock just arrives on the top of the Manhattan Tower. And he said, he's shouting, kill him, kill him. And then Spider, uh-huh. Spider-Man picks him up and throws him off the bridge. 
Oh! And Doc, Doc Ock shouts, die, Osborn, die, die. And then Spider-Man uh, basically reaches out with his hands, webs up the goblin so that he lands on the cables in a web like a fly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, and the goblin is like kind of like kicking um, and screaming in frustration, <laughs> but he can't move. He's 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 stuck to the cable. And, Baby caught in a web. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and Doc Ock is outraged. The rest of the pumpkin bombs start um, exploding, and uh, MJ stands up just in time for a pumpkin bomb to explode, and she falls off the bridge. She gets blown <gasps> off the bridge. Spider-Man shouts MJ and lunges lunges off the edge of the tower um, and shoots a web at MJ uh, and then catches her. But then he falls because he's like drugged up. So he's not as strong yeah. as he as he normally is. And he slips off the edge and falls. And then oh, they both fall. And uh, he uh, MJ um, is like plunging toward the water. Spider-Man shoots out a web and uh, basically hits the undercarriage of the helicopter and then catches her. And then they're just like the helicopter just like flies away and they're underneath it. Um, oh, okay. And yeah. uh, underneath the helicopter. Pendulum. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the co-pilot is like, pull up, pull up, pull up, because <laughs> they have like sudden weight, um, yeah. you know? <laughs> so they pull up, pull up, pull up. Uh, but Spider-Man and MJ are fine. Spider-Man's holding MJ and then uh, MJ just basically he goes, she goes, he goes, are you okay? And MJ goes, kiss me now. Uh, and then <laughs> they make out. Um, and uh, cool. Doc Ock says, uh, he's a, he's alive. You fool. You left him alive. Spider-Man. And then uh, it's like, just like shaking his fist at Spider-Man, <laughs> like getting away on the helicopter. And then Harry, uh, who's on the bridge, sees MJ making out with Spider-Man, and he shouts, "Spider-Man!" <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, MJ and Spider-Man uh, finally pull out of the kiss, um, and then she opens her eyes, but he's gone, and she's attached to the helicopter. <laughs> uh, and she just sort of like looks off into the horizon <laughs> and says, "Spider-Man, Spider-Man." Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh boy. And that's uh that's, that's where we'll we'll leave it. We got a we got an epilogue um that for tomorrow. Is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> wow. Yeah, different different approach different, to uh... different approach. <laughs> to say the <laughs> least. Yeah, different approach. Oh, holy cow. Uh I wonder I wonder if I should reserve more judgment for tomorrow, but like I I'm just Well, I mean, we could probably just go over like our whole thoughts on yeah. that draft of the yeah. script tomorrow. Because what yeah. I've got left is is short. I think it's like okay. equivalent to like maybe two, two and a half pages, something like that. Perfect. So. Yeah. But yeah. Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider Man. Spider Man. Right. <laughs> well, uh that's that's that, and uh we will be back tomorrow to wrap up our first season of Spider Man Minute. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye.